Um, if Sam is hungry, he's in a bad <laughs> mood. You have to make sure Sam is fed. He's very particular about the condition of his feet for some reason. From Florida Gulf Coast University and Eagle Radio, this is Full Pole. I'm Luke Janke. You guys, for this week's episode, the podcast packed up our bags and took a road trip all the way to Jupiter. Florida. Joined by Eagle News Editor-in-Chief Emily Ford and Media Editor Katie Hopkins, I had the amazing opportunity to hang out with Jesse, Derek, and Miko of The Helmsman. Lead singer Jesse also happens to be an FGC alum, which is pretty great, considering the band found some major success in Florida with their single, Roller Coaster. We had a blast with these guys, shared some local brews, checked out their dope home studio, took blood oaths, and even though the full band couldn't make it to the interview, they paid homage to the Zane in their band. Uh, you'll see what I mean. These guys are the embodiment of island music and fun in the sun and just overall good vibes in general. So let's dive right into the interview. Sick and tired of the here and now the present tense. Bring your blanket over, lay down and we can picture. Make it not sound like that. Just if you could like stop here, please. Um, I don't know how you want to start this. I don't know how I want to start this. Um, but if you gotta want to introduce yourselves, um, yeah, what you do in the band. Okay. You can go in any order. Alright. You want to I'll, go? I'll start, yeah. Okay. Uh, my name's Derek Campbell. I am the acoustic guitar and saxophone player for the Helmsman. Um, yeah, that's what I do. My name's Jesse Glendinning, and this is what my voice sounds like. And I play ukulele and also do vocals for the Helmsman. Uh, Miko Papero, bass player for the Helmsman. And then not here with us is uh, Jacob Kasanikos and Sam King, but we'll just say their names once. Yeah. <laughs> In memory. Yeah. <laughs> um, do all of you guys sing, or is it just some of you? I just started singing, so that's yeah. pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, have you done it like before the band, or just kind of? I mean, just like messing around in the car and stuff. But um, Either one of you guys, or all of you guys, if you want to, um, kind of give a short rundown of um, how... Uh, you all met and what led up to sort of the uh, full outfit of the band as it is today? Uh, well, I um, I met Jesse, I'm, this is Derek speaking, um, Jesse in kindergarten and we've known each other f forever. I mean, went to the same school um, since we were five years old through, through uh, senior year of high school. And we didn't really start playing music together until until college, like mid to late college. Um, and then we both got out and each of us pursued different things and finally we both ended up back in Jupiter and started playing. So that's how me and Jesse started uh, working together. And then Jacob, I guess, started playing with you guys. And I yeah. was jamming with Jacob in a previous band and I guess they needed a bass player. And Jacob hit me up. And then we, Sam, yeah, the drummer was Sam. the last. The drummer was the last addition. We had obviously played with some great drummers in the past, but um, just like schedule-wise, didn't really work out. So we had everybody that we needed to make a band except a drummer, which was kind of a bummer. But we, our good buddy Mike Clark, um, just pointed us in the right direction, and we randomly met Sam King. He was the kind of one that didn't really know any of the rest of us in the group, 
but um, ever since it's just been it's just been great with him. Was your drummer the one that didn't show up to a practice? You had talked about in one of the interviews. Oh, that was um, that was Nico because <laughs> oh. we weren't even sure. We were pretty happy being like acoustic sort of thing, so we weren't sure if we like wanted to even bring in a bass player full time because even though it's obviously you, you got to have a bass player, everybody out there that's pretty essential. But um, we were just since me and Derek were just doing acoustic and ukulele, we we kind of liked that. So um, we ended up needing a bass player for a gig, so we brought Miko in and we really just had him on for this one kind of special gig we had and he just flaked, he just flaked on us totally <laughs> so we were kind of like well i guess this kid's not going to work out but um we did the gig without him had our friend johnny hayes fill in also a fantastic <laughs> bass player we let miko know about it quite frequently that uh if he doesn't shape up johnny's on yeah, johnny got call. like an ultimatum right? <laughs> yeah but uh since then no it's been it's been all good Now we can touch the table, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so where did we leave off? We were talking about um, the sort of formation of the band, um, how it all came together, and the the flaking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys said you started, or the original members anyway, started uh, playing like cheesy cover songs. Um, is that true? Yes. Like. So, what kind of uh, artists did you cover when you like did cover songs mostly? Well, Jimmy Buffett is a good a good example of a South Florida standard. If you're going to play cover songs here, we yeah we covered artists that we knew we could get a show basically at any yeah. anywhere with like so we just kind of did yeah like Brown Eyed Girl is a great example yeah. of a song that around here with like you know the the age range of people and stuff like that. Yeah. If you play Brown Eyed Girl, you can pretty much book a show just about anywhere. And that's kind of where we were at, just trying to book a show anywhere. Just kind of getting that like uh, general consensus of what um, people like. Especially, like like you said, the demographic is really old. Mm -hmm. said Jimmy Buffett's obviously going to resonate. Um, but when you're playing your own music, like what artist sort of inspires uh, the music that, like the original music that you guys write? Like what kind of artists? Um, I think each one of us in the band pull different um, influences. You know, each one of us has like I personally like um, classic rock or southern rock or um, even even like instrumental music or stuff like that. So I like I'll I'll pull in some some things like that, and everybody else sort of has their own likes and music, and then it all sort of comes together. Um, but that's for me. That's kind of how I approach it, you know. Uh, for me, like when I'm kind of writing, like obviously, like I always, I'll always say, and it's kind of like a cop out, but like the Beatles were like a huge influence, and I like um, lyrically the way their songs were done. Were like were kind of cool. I think that they got away with like sometimes they write a cheesy lyric, but like they kind of meant it in two separate ways, so you could take it like literally as a cheesy lyric, or you could read into it a little bit more. Um, and then also, like when I first started playing guitar, I, I listened to a lot of, um, I don't know, like Manchester Orchestra, like Andy Hull, and like his, like, you know, the way that he wrote lyrics, I, th I always thought was like really awesome. But then again, I'm a huge fan of Jack Johnson, and like, you know, so I'm not scared to like talk about like the beach vibes and stuff like that as well. So that's, that's kind of where I'm, where I'm coming from when I'm like writing. Yeah. But sometimes, sometimes I don't know where it comes from. It's just kind of like, I'll be listening to stuff and, 
it just kind of sort of materializes out of nothing, I feel like. That's good. And I used to listen to like a lot of, well, I still listen to like a lot of punk and like really old sublime stuff, like the rarities, reggae, it's a lot of funk, I like jazz. I think. Yeah. There's just a just a yeah. whole bunch of uh, Derek's recently got me like bluegrass. Like, <laughs> bluegrass is good. Fun um, song, Steve Martin, just like in a legend. Yeah, <laughs> bluegrass is folk is like really starting to infiltrate the helmsman. Yeah, definitely. That's kind of where we're going. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, Jesse was telling me like the new stuff right now is kind of folky. Is that right? <laughs> it's definitely yeah. more, um, yeah, more influenced by that, that that kind of like nature. And we had some songs that were influenced by like kind of a folky sound. But we kind of kept them in our back pocket and didn't put them on the newer album because we knew in the future we wanted to kind of explore that range of sounds a little bit more. So now, like, we've got a good selection of uh, of songs, like, almost kind of ready to go get recorded that are very influenced by, yeah, like, you know, a folky, a folky vibe. And it really helps that I think we really rely heavily on our, like, our harmonies and stuff like that as well. And mm -hmm. you just can't, like, folk harmonies are amazing, you know? You just, they're so powerful. So that's that's cool too. Yeah, want to take advantage of that. Definitely. Um, like Simon and Garfunkel are pretty like legendary. Solid. Yeah. yeah, their harmonies are crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, your last EP that you guys released, the homework. Um, well, you've got the homework EP, and then your summer tour was um, the summer camp tour. Um, what role does nostalgia play in your guys' music? Um. I think just kind of the way this this whole thing started was like you know we're calling our band the helmsman because it's based off of our old mascot at jupiter christian school that when me and jesse went there it, it had turned into the eagles as the mascot but there was also all this helmsman stuff around so when we were looking for a name it's like oh well we'll be the helmsman just because it was like you know the eagles was taken too and the eagles was like, yeah. <laughs> well the helmsman technically is taken too but we're, we're yeah. gonna take it um so yeah, I think I, you know, Jake went to the same school, and we all like, you know, have similar experiences in in high school, I guess you could say. Um, so that I think that influences the music somewhat. That's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of tour, though, uh, you guys went through what most of Florida or sent like Southern Florida or like all of Florida? Pretty much all of Florida. Florida. All of Florida. Yeah. Um, what are your guys' favorite parts about touring? Or like, even if you have a part that like, you just hate about touring? Driving is my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> the drive. Um, Definitely the worst. I like, we were very lucky that we got to stay with like, a whole handful of amazing people throughout the way. We didn't have to stay at a single hotel yeah, all summer long. Treated really good. So, um, being able to stay with friends and family along the way was awesome because we're in their town so they could be like you know go grab breakfast at this spot it'd be perfect for you or um, you know if we were at the beach they could point us at a you know a spot to, to go and hang out or so that was I think just exploring Florida because I grew up in Florida obviously but you don't really you know unless you're actively driving through these little towns you're not going to be able to see that sort of stuff so like I mean we spent time in like Ocala like mm -hmm. you know National Forest like Hit, hit up the springs like it was stuff like that that um i don't know it made me happy to like now i feel like you know it's fun to travel florida it's it's all flat and boring drives but there are like cool interesting towns along the way so that was that was a fun part for me definitely 
I think Florida has a lot to offer that people don't really know. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of yeah. underground Florida. Uh, they have caves, which you wouldn't think, because like Florida's super flat. Um, yeah. The springs are really cool too. Um, Ocala National Forest. Um, yeah, what would you guys do differently on like another tour that you didn't do on this tour? Well, buy, one thing, buy a van. yeah, <laughs> we need a van. That's before we do the next tour. It's either purchase a van or rent a van for the period of the duration of the tour <laughs> so we can really so we can fit more people and we can bring somebody for merch and have a little more leg room um just a lot of benefits to having a, a vehicle you know definitely like that yeah um what's different for you guys or what do you like more about being on tour um that's different from just basically playing uh like sh- local shows um like does it affect your live performance or has your performance kind of stayed uh like stable um i feel like we try to hit it harder when we're on tour in like a new city or new whatever new crowd so we want to show yeah yeah i feel like there's you almost like we have a little bit more of something to prove because we're going out nobody knows who we are they've never heard us play before and they don't care about us they definitely don't care about us draw them in and Um, and we've played the song so many times in our hometown so now we get to go out to a new city and and just really give it our all and as if we hadn't played them before and just try to you know hit it hard um i guess you guys have hit on this before like when we started but um you know a lot of artists in my neck of the woods anyway like find it really hard to find mainstream success even locally um like when they're first starting up um did you guys have any similar issues with that or like um what were some roadblocks to sort of getting shows and getting everything like off the ground well i think the transition from a cover band to an original band is is like the key thing especially around here it's like you've got if you want to get out and play you have to start with covers and it really it's a good thing because it makes you a better musician and then you make some money but that transition can be difficult you know you have to get the music together you have to create some type of social presence that's not just a cover band but i think that's kind of a a tough thing is is breaking into the original realm from a cover band side it's uh but once you do it it's it's all beneficial you know the cover band stuff helps i'd say getting out of town too like breaking out of the south florida it's tough because we're like trapped in the corner of the country and so not only is it hard to get out like you've got to drive hours to get out of like beach town florida but it, it also, artists, unless they really want to come and play in Miami, are not going to come play down here either. So a lot of times, like, um, you know, artists in wherever, Georgia, Atlanta, let's say, whatever, um, an artist, like a, a big time artist can come through and then they can kind of just luck into maybe an opening spot for them. And I'm not going to say they get it because they're lucky. Obviously, artists up there work really hard and have great music. But um, being down here, it's kind of like you feel a little secluded. But with that seclusion, I think, comes, like, we can kind of almost develop our own unique style of music kind of uninfluenced a little bit by, like, you know, mainstream artists coming through. So I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, pros and cons. But there's pros and cons, I think, no matter where you are. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess it's different with Florida because, like, usually there's a scene in some cities like you have to kind of fit into the scene, like the punk scene or like so whatever the city's into at that time. 
And with Florida, um, you kind of have to, like you said, make your own sound. Um, and in a lot of ways, uh, it's like you have to reinvent yourself, but in other ways, like you're really original. I don't know if that all makes sense. Um, it's kind of rambling. Um, but yeah, definitely. Um, Florida's like that corner that just really is hard to get out of. South Florida is really cool too, just because the music scene is so diverse. Like, yeah, there's everything like from country to reggae to rock to punk. And since there's not that one scene, it's like it's kind of cool. Well, we we kind of like steal from all sorts of different genres, so I feel like we can kind of play with a bunch of different styles of bands, whether it be a reggae band or an indie band or like a, a more rocking band. Um, but it's kind of cool because without that scene and with all these different things, you can put together shows and hear like different varieties of music in one night and it still kind of all works together. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, then what kind of uh, places would you want to go with the band if you were to go on like a bigger tour, like outside of Florida? I think now we really should, what we're going to try to do is really hit festivals. Mm -hmm. I think that's really our next step is to hit those hard. Festivals, uh, definitely the Carolinas, mm -hmm. you know. Um, that seems like a really good uh, place where music is cultivated and we can it'd be nice to get out there I want to go to Asheville never been definitely but, I've, you know. I've been trying to get up there for a while but we also um, did like a little radio push recently with our song Roller Coaster so it's kind of been getting play on like college radio stations throughout the country so it's fun because we get the reports back on that so we can kind of see in some places it's getting requests to get played over again so it's like you look at those reports and say like hmm, maybe somewhere in Colorado enjoys our music maybe we should go and check that out but who knows I don't I don't know where our music might resonate with or if it even resonates at all but <laughs> and if it's and if it all stays in Florida I'll be I'll be happy there's plenty of Florida to experience and yeah. explore yeah. a lot of Florida yeah you know. <laughs> um, all right so this one's kind of off-key but not off-key whatever um, so one Direction has uh, obviously every kind of like group has a diva. Um, I want to know who Sam, <laughs> Sam King. Who's the Sam? Yeah. Diva. Oh, you don't even have to finish the question. No, wow. And he's not here to defend himself, but I I, I, <laughs> I feel as though he'd probably agree agree with that statement wholeheartedly. Um, what makes him that way? Um, if Sam is hungry, he's in a bad <laughs> mood. You have to make sure Sam is fed. He's very particular about the condition of his feet for some reason. Uh, I don't know what, what that's all about. Um, what else does he do? I don't know. Like we can pick on Sam a little like bit, I guess. Sit in the car. Does not like, like to sit in the car. Thirty minutes max at a time. <laughs> um, doesn't like to carry his stuff. Oh yeah, does not like. Yeah, yeah, doesn't like to carry his stuff. Uh, but you know, he's a great he's drummer great, with yeah. a with a fabulous attitude and a great ear for music. He's a, a you know definitely a natural musician. And we're lucky to have him. He's the diva of the helmsman. <laughs> you know, maybe he'll go off and have his own like pop career. You know, <laughs> I, you know what? That would probably make him very happy. <laughs> um, so your music is very upbeat, uh, very danceable. I would say, um, if you guys were to say, focus on like you sit down and say like we want to make a really like brooding, dark uh, album. Uh, what sort of influences? Uh, would you pull from? Like, I've got here uh, examples like Lana Del Rey, uh, Bright Eyes, we have Sufjan Stevens, uh, Carsey Headrest. If you were to make, like, a really dark album. Uh, well, I, I feel like we're, we're still pretty young band, and when I first started writing, I kind of wanted to write happy music that made people, like, feel... So that was kind of, the you know, the exploration um, of, like, the, those sort of things. But 
Uh, I think coming up with our with our new songs, there's kind of a well, yeah, there is a darker yeah, element for there sure. There actually is on on the on the next the next record. We'll have some some of that on there. Um, We're not so happy anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there, yeah. There's only so much you can talk about being happy, and I feel like it starts to become boring. Like now, now I feel like we can kind of explore. So, like on the newer album, there's songs just about, and it's not like. I don't really like to write songs about I, and like since we're a group, I, I, I feel like our songs kind of, they're not, it's not a one person thing. They're, they're developed by five different people. But um, the, uh, where am I going with this? So the music is like, it's kind of talking about, you know, maybe the, the I don't know, the, the sort of whatever, like struggles of just kind of being alive. And that can be for people in general, you know, just because not everything's always great all the time. Sometimes, you know, whether yeah. your stress might be it's hard to pay rent or your stress might be you can't put dinner on the table like those are two different things but both of them are stressful for people and and people take stress like not so well obviously one is a lot more important in the long run so it's good to keep that in perspective but you know just the str struggle of being I don't, a human and like dealing with you know the negativity of the world which is you know around yeah, it's a wide range of emotions yeah. you kind of have to cover. I forgot to hit on this earlier, but um, what sort of musical backgrounds do, does each member of the band come from, like, uh, as far as, like, musical training or just kind of uh, instrumentation, you know? Uh, well, I started, um, like, getting pretty serious about music, really, in, like, high school um, with saxophone and guitar, and then I went to UCF for uh, classical guitar, I went to Full Sail for recording in, um, in Orlando and uh, entertainment business. So I've kind of always been pursuing music, you know, in one way or another. Uh, I started playing tuba in sixth grade and took that to college. And I was, like, super into that. I, like, wanted to be in, like, New York Philharmonic and everything. And then I kind of just really got more into playing bass. And uh, that's kind of what I'm at. Did Very bassy background, yeah. Yeah, I did tuba. all the classical training. Yeah, I feel like I don't have I definitely missed out on like the classical training of everything sort of like that um, I was kind of lucky enough to be surrounded by great musicians though that I can kind of like steal their talent a little bit and like kind of learn from um, so like I yeah I just I mean I did middle school band with Derek but I played percussion so I was doing crash cymbals most of the time which doesn't really lend itself to uh, writing music all that well but um, so I don't know a whole a whole range but um, I know that Sam, our drummer Sam, he got a chance to take a bunch of like music theory classes throughout high school, so that was awesome. And he's, um, I mean, he's he's just got a great ear. It's like a natural ability. And Jake, Jake is, you know, just has always had a passion for guitar. So I know that he did guitar lessons, you know, when he, when he was younger. So that that kind of really helps out a lot. And now he's actually um, minoring. In, in yeah, music, right? Music. So he's gonna have to go through the music theory stuff, which I know he's excited for. Yeah, that's always exciting. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Uh, that's all I had like on paper. But it, uh, is there anyone like anything else you guys want to touch on or? Well, Jesse plays a mean crash symbol. Yeah, yeah, so definitely make my, sure we. Can. Uh, awesome, man. Yeah. Well, Thank you for making the trip across yeah, to the, yeah, to the Atlantic side. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys for talking. That was our exclusive interview with the band The Helmsman. You can hear more of their music on Spotify, and we'll have post-interview content on our Twitter, at full underscore pulpcast. 
boys also wanted me to mention that they're going to be playing at the Dirty River Reggae Fest in Jupiter, August 9th. They're definitely worth the trek to the Atlantic Coast, so I suggest checking them out. You guys, Full Pulp is now on iTunes, so go subscribe and write a little review. It helps with ratings and getting more listeners. Every time we upload a new episode, it'll automatically slide into your feed, so you don't even have to worry about keeping up. Technology is amazing, right? This week's podcast was produced and edited by me, Luke Janke. Special shout out to Emily and Katie for helping me stay awake on the drive and capturing the interview on video. The general manager of Eagle Radio is Simone Nelsey. The show is distributed by Eagle News Media.